0: With that, why not?
1: We'll just pick up with we can start it with that, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, hey, father, how's it going?
0: Incredible, we're just checking the microphone systems,
1: yeah. Yeah, I mean, because you know, we're always unsure if they're gonna actually work. I actually have no idea how any of this works, yeah. Me neither. It's uh, no, you definitely do. No, I I make it up every week. This is uh, if you leave this whole thing, this podcast leaves. I think there's a higher probability that you're gonna leave. I mean, I could get fired. Right, I mean, Father Brady could. Yes, he could get tired of my shenanigans and let you go and let me go. But I think there's a higher probability that I'm that, that I'd be moved. that you get moved by the bishop before. Yes, you know, but you could always find another priest, or you can just come back every week. <laughs> Depends on where I move. I mean, I, I feel maybe they like move we have me to a parish that on. has like nothing going on. Maybe, yeah. I mean, do do those exist? Oh yeah. Oh okay. <laughs> oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, you know. I have a... We don't have to name names. Nope.
0: Okay. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but here at St. Pius, we have, a, we have a, a happening schedule, which is good. It plays on a strength of mind.
1: We do. A lot of things are happening. But, but before we get into that, let's talk a little bit about what's happening, and then we'll jump into the gospel. Okay. Welcome to episode 52. 52. In Remember two. when we were on episode two? Remember when we sat in your office on a Monday and talked about... A podcast idea and we started recording it that following thursday i'm trying to
0: think of where was the first place we recorded the podcast it was in father brady's office it was in
1: father brady's office and then we
0: moved it to my office which was we just put up sound barriers something like uh in my office some fall
1: off from the acoustical treatments in the church
0: yeah and then we moved it to in here or did we go back to father brady's office
1: um i think we kind of bounced back and forth between father brady's office and your office for a time period And then y'all decided that it was a brilliant idea to create a recording studio out of your confessional. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you didn't know that, um, if you missed those two episodes where we've talked about it, we actually record each week in the confessional. Father's turning on the confession light. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. I'm I'm kidding. That's the the recording (laughs) studio. uh, Oh, that's the studio light. Yeah. 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 So it's a confessional light when you're actually um, cleaning souls. Mm. And it's the studio light when uh when we're recording that's perfect i like it so um things that are going on at the parish i mean we we have a lot of things that are happening leon Packers moving along leon
0: Packers moving um we, it, it's taking a little bit longer
1: than expected Be sure construction yeah. delays material delays yeah
0: i remember um going worker through delays yeah i remember going through seminary and uh, priest telling me just remember everything takes longer than you think uh and you know it and so far, it's held up to That's be my true. whole life, actually. Yeah. Everything, especially a big ship like this. Except take for longer. the things that I want to
1: last a long time. And they <laughs> usually go, back like, pretty quickly.
0: Yeah. So, the <laughs> uh, Leon Packers moving along should be done relatively soon, right? Uh, and we're going to be using that as a ministry building. So, we're yes. going to have um,
1: a, a, a large room for large gatherings. We'll have, like, a medium-sized room for medium-sized gatherings. And then several, like, smaller rooms. Some of them will be conference rooms. Some of them will be like small group rooms or smaller meeting rooms or whatnot. Um, I'm, I'm really excited about it. I'm, I'm very excited about when that,
0: uh, is going to open up. We'll hope, I was hoping it'd be finished on time because there's, uh, something that I'm going to do later this year, uh, that will release later this year. But I was hoping that we'd be able to begin it in the ministries hall, the new ministries hall. And it'd be a great way to kind of bring people in there and let them see and actually use it. Um, but say la vie. God, God's will, not mine. Yeah, he has his plans.
1: And we have, uh, the sound project in the church. We're going to be redoing the sound system. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think we have a, a hard concrete timeline on that, but, um, that is moving along. I've been mm-hmm. part of some of those conversations. Um, we have our parish social coming up at the end of the month. Yes. That's um, going to be awesome. I, I, I think it'll be awesome. Yeah. So, um, you should have gotten some emails about that. If you've not gotten an email, then. Um email somebody at the front office, call the front office. you need to get on our email list yeah. where you know what's going on
0: yeah, and I think uh kind of talking with father brady, um we're bouncing some things off. I think like you know in the past year and a half, we've probably had a tw- a twenty five thirty percent increase
1: in parishioners I believe so, Okay. And it's because uh, of the podcast <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what well, thank thank be to God yeah the uh but that, that's all four ins- listeners—they that's absolutely insane. they've just registered multiple times. I mean, just think about that 30 percent increase in a year and a half. That is absolutely incredible. Yeah. Uh, and so the, the the parish social is really—I mean a, kind of a response. It's like, okay, look, we have a lot of new people. Uh, we we should host things that to where people can get to know each other. Uh, it seems like every week I'm meeting new people. Sure. Uh, so that's incredible. Uh, the rectory uh, will be finished uh, sometime you know, in the near
1: future, at least that's what... It will be complete at a date de- to be determined in the future.
0: Yes. Uh, I always <laughs> say it's about two weeks before the second coming of Christ. Yeah. So whenever that's finished, people get ready. Come to confession. <laughs> yeah, come to confession. Yeah, I will we'll turn be off able to the stay. mics.
1: And <laughs> I won't even
0: be able to stay at the New Rectory because I'll be hearing confessions all day, right. uh, which would be great. So uh, there's that. Um, this year, uh, we have a, a few kind of things that me and Father Brady have been talking about that we're going to go with the parish uh, that we'll release later on, but things that we're going to offer for the parish, uh, do for the parish that uh, we're excited about. Um, or we just, a, with me kind of being a new priest. Um, kind of being, a, or
1: are you really? Oh yeah, I'm still a new priest. Yeah. I was Father Kale, I was well, talking you, Well, you're them. the one that said kind of being a new priest. That oh. You can't kind of be a new priest. You're either a new priest or you're not. I'm still a new priest. Okay. And then
0: having the uh, the energy and... And somewhat ideas, right, of what we can do for a parish. And then Father Brady's immense experience, uh, knowledge, and, and still drive.
1: Are, I mean, Are you calling him old? Nah,
0: no, he's okay. not old. No, uh, we he, He's not. He's not much
1: older than I am. So don't do that. No,
0: he, uh, I go visit a lady. She's 103. And she's still young. She's young at heart. Uh, she still walks. So, I mean, look, we, we meet some old people. I am barely walking 42. 56 years. ain't old. Uh, and so, but he has still the drive and the energy to do things and, and uh, great ideas. And so, when we could put those two together, uh, it makes for
1: a, a dynamic duo. Dynamic duo. All right. So, so um, lots of things happening at St. Pius. Yes. But that's not what this ho- podcast is all about. No, it's, it's about- It's called Beyond the Homily. Breaking open
0: sacred scripture in kind of a more in-depth way um, than the homily, because the homily, you know, we we definitely try to make it power-packed. Where it's ten, you know, I would say on a Sunday anywhere from seven to
1: fifteen minutes. Sure. Uh, We want you to get your full nickel worth.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, we don't. We have to, especially like doing Sunday mass within an hour. Uh, I think I've, I've. So far in my year and a half at St. Pius, we might have had one to three masses that I know of where it was a typical Sunday mass and it went over an hour. And when I say over, I mean like an hour, five minutes. Sure. So we, we, we really work hard to make sure that people are in and out within an hour,
1: but getting everything. Right? Speaking of homilies. Yes. Um, and increase in attendance and a new sound system. I do have a concern. OK, well, I mean, if people can actually hear the homily in the church or when people can actually hear the homily, I'm wondering if our parishioner attendance is going to go. Continues- way up. Will it? Oh, it's, I mean, it's, gonna, it's a coin flip, right? I uh, they're either going to like the message or they're going to decide, man, this is terrible and they're going to move on. No, uh, <laughs> well, you know, St. Pius isn't the parish for everyone. But, uh, you know, no, I think we're fine because they get a crisp listen um, to the homily on uh, on on our podcasts. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and we we were just looking at listener count and, you know, there's more than four.
0: Yeah, there's there's more than what would we say, three, there's more, more than three than yeah. that listens. So, well, there's
1: one more. There's at least one more listening to the homily than to us. And we know that we at least have three listening to us. Yeah.
0: So, uh, you know, we kind of said the numbers and, and you said that like a, for a local podcast, if it has this many people. Listening to it, it's a great podcast, or so it's doing really well. That's what I've heard. And so, as of right now, we're doing really well.
1: I read it on the internet, so it must be true. Must be true. Yeah, yeah, every every everything everything on the internet is true.
0: So the, this, this podcast, Beyond the Homily, is uh, going more in depth into sacred scripture because all of theology is based off of sacred scripture, mm. right? All of, uh, so A lot of people, they'll, put, they'll say something that they may personally believe, and, uh, and then they may sprinkle sacred scripture off of that. On it, right? So they'll, they'll say something they just hold in their heart or whatever, and they'll say, Well, let me look to see if there's a Bible verse that says that. And they'll, say, they'll see one that's kind of vaguely uh, makes reference to something kind of like that. And then they'll say, You see, it's in the Bible. Uh, so, but in the Catholic faith, no. We take the whole of sacred scripture, and from there, uh, reading it in a, in a cohesive whole, uh, comes our belief. And so this podcast is about trying to break open sacred scripture uh, more,
1: uh, for people. We also had a time change this weekend. Liturgical.
0: Oh yes, we did.
1: We left a season and got into ordinary time. What season did we leave? We
0: left the Christmas season. I know.
1: Yeah. I just wanted to make sure you were paying attention. Oh
0: yeah. So that we, a Christmas season goes up until Epiphany. And of course in our Cajun culture, uh, that begins Mardi Gras season, right? So the Mardi Gras cake, um, Starts actually on January sixth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we move it to the Sunday. Yep. Uh, which just so happened to
1: be January sixth this past year. Oh, were they? Did they coincide on the same day? I think so. Maybe so. Uh, You're so probably the right. um, I'm from Saint Andrew Pierce. The king
0: cake, the baby in it—that's the baby Jesus, right? And then the three roles that are intertwined with each other uh, represent the three kings, uh, and, and then of course the the gold, the frankincense, and myrrh represents uh, is represented within the three colors. Uh, the frost thing, or that, you know, whatever on it. Um, the sprinkles, I guess what you call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the king cake season uh, is based off of our, this time, right? Yeah. From Epiphany all the way up until uh, Ash
1: Wednesday. It is amazing how our Catholic culture influences our Cajun culture. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's I love the it. whole reason why the Cajuns came. Yeah. is because they were, kind of, we
0: did a podcast on that. Yep. All, the, all our listeners know that. So, uh,
1: back and listen to whatever episode
0: that was. So we, uh, we began ordinary time, green. I, I, I tell people, you look around nature and when things are blooming, things are green, right? They're growing. So ordinary time is when we grow in the faith uh, through ordinary means, right? Mm-hmm. So God took on human nature, human flesh, Jesus Christ. And so that means when God did it, it made it holy. So When St. Paul says, I pray at all times, you legitimately can. The idea is that look, Jesus tied his shoes. Therefore, tying your shoes can be something holy because God did it. And so when you do things in uniformity with God's will, it becomes holy. That's why Mother Teresa of Calcutta, she saved so many souls by just uh, sweeping a dirt floor in the middle of uh, Calcutta because... Mm -hmm. She did it in a perfectly united heart to the, the Lord. And so when we do things, in our ordinary things, but united to Christ, they become holy. Ordinary time is when we ordinarily grow in the spiritual life. It's an extraordinary season, really. It's
1: extra, extraordinary in ordinary time. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So this last Sunday, we hear something in the gospel that we also hear in mass. Yeah. Behold the Lamb of God. Mm. Behold the Lamb of God. St.
0: John the Baptist. uh, John the Baptist being, uh, in Scripture, being said like the greatest born of woman, right? Uh, He is the greatest of all of the Old Testament figures. He is in the New Testament, though. He is the greatest of all the prophets. Um, And I remember asking my sacred scripture professor, um, you know, if he is legitimately the greatest Old Testament figure, Prophet, whatever. Um, then why do why do we hear so little of him? Right. I mean, like you think of Isaiah. Isaiah's got over sixty chapters, or Jeremiah, or you know, or or Samuel, the first prophet, right? Or you know, David, king. He's a king, you know. But uh, all these different prophets, we hear so much more about. If John the Baptist is the greatest, then why don't we hear that much about him? Uh, and my professor, who I respect immensely. Uh, He said, "Well, we do hear a lot about him." He said, "In the time, think how much you read about Saint John the Baptist, and God is literally present. Jesus Christ is present. All of the twelve apostles are present. Our Blessed Mother is present, and we still hear about John the Baptist, right? So he, even in the midst of God, we still hear about John the Baptist." And I was like, "Okay, I thought about it in a different way with Mm -hmm. that, right? Even in the midst of all these towering figures." And with the New Covenant, the New Testament, John the Baptist is still present. And so he is the last and the greatest of the
1: Old Testament prophets. He's kind of like the bridge between the two.
0: Mm.
1: So um yesterday, and I, I've mentioned this before, at RCIA we, we do Lexio where we pray with the gospel to open up our RCIA session. And a couple of things were pointed out, and so if I can, I'm going to ask some questions. Because I don't know the answer to them. Um, twice in yesterday's gospel, John says that he didn't know Jesus. And the question was posed, why didn't he know Jesus if they were cousins? Mm. Is there an answer to that? So, I would, Do you know it? Well, <laughs> I, I, will, I will say
0: this. I, this one is going to be kind of off of the fly, right? Because whenever I read my commentaries in the sake of scripture, uh, usually it's the fathers of the church and the mm-hmm. doctors of the church, the fathers being the... The kind of the first Christians, and they point out these distinctions, like no tomorrow, and sure. they clarify them perfectly. I mean distinctions that I would have never noticed. Yeah, and so even that one, yeah, right, well, I, I didn't, I, I, I didn't know about that one, uh, or I didn't recognize it. But going off the cuff, right, I would imagine that the father, just reading them every day uh, and trying to be imbued with them, uh, I would imagine that they would say that you don't really know God, mm. right? So like, even though you you receive communion, you receive Jesus in communion, or even though, like, let's say, for instance, you come to confession, your sins are forgiven, like, would, do you actually know what that means? Can, do you, have you imbibed that yet? Right, because if you, if you have, well, then you can legitimately go and sin no more because you're completely detached from your sin. Sure. Or, like, to see God and live, or to know God who's infinite, and I'm not, you know? Uh, and so I would imagine That would be my off the cuff answer that whenever he says, I I, I don't know him is because you never truly know the infinite and the alpha and the omega true God. So that would be my off the cuff answer.
1: Okay. I'll go with it. I like it. (laughs) I won't argue it.
0: (laughs) In one way it's right, but whether that's what the fathers of the church or the doctors would say about it, you know, maybe they have a different answer. It's a good question.
1: Yeah. The other thing I I mentioned to you right before we started um, talking um, was the fact that, you know, he is, the the gospel starts with the image of Jesus, John saying, Behold the Lamb of God, right? Mm -hmm. And it ends with, He is the Son of God, right? And one of the ORCIA candidates, and this is something that I think I want to sit with for a while, said, So he's both the Lamb of God and the Good Shepherd, Mm -hmm. right? He's both the sheep and the shepherd. He's the paschal Lamb, who sacrifices himself for us, and yet he is the good shepherd that leads us to the Father. Yeah. So Saint John, who
0: our gospel is taken from, whenever he wrote his gospel, it was last. He wrote it around the year ninety. Sure, uh, ninety A.D. Um, or at least the Book of Revelation. I'm sorry, his gospel. we we'll, we'll I'm kind of drawing a blank on when it was, but uh, his gospel was written last. All of his writings um, were aimed at. The divinity of Christ, because at that time Saint John, it was known as a, a a white martyr, right? There's a red martyrdom; you shed your blood. He was the only apostle that was not killed for the faith, but they not because
1: they didn't try.
0: Yes, no, they definitely tried, but and he didn't avoid it, right? It's he just that boiled God's... in
1: oil, right? Ah, maybe. that's what that's what somebody that, that there's a legend that he was boiled in oil and
0: lived. That'd be interesting. I never heard that. Yeah.
1: Um, No, that'd be. I asked the confirmation candidate, so I'm taking it from a junior in high school, right? Never (laughs) researched it myself. So let me give that asterisk footnote disclaimer. Yeah, why he was Catholic? Well, his answer was because John was boiled in oil and didn't die. Yeah, well, that's tough to kill.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That one, that one's pretty tough. Um, So uh, Saint John, he was known as a white martyrdom, right? Which means that you didn't shed your blood for the faith, but you died to you died in other ways. St. John endured, and when I use that term very specifically, endured uh, people claiming that Jesus was not truly God. And it killed him. I mean, it, and, and I, I'm saying those very specifically. It killed St. John when he had to endure people saying that Jesus was not truly God. And so all of his writings hone in and focus and show in a very unique way. And like fulfillment of the entire Jewish scriptures, that Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior of humanity, Mm. right? And that's why you have the beginning of John's gospel, you know, the prologue of John's gospel. It it harkens back even to Genesis, and it's the fulfillment of the creation story, right? And and it relates it to Jesus Christ. So St. John goes through great pains. To show that Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior, and so uh, that would that would link up perfectly, right? Yeah. That that whenever John the Baptist is recorded saying, "Behold, the Lamb of God," I went to my homily about what that meant—that uh, he is the sacrificial lamb, right? The Jewish Testament, uh, the Jewish uh, Old Testament, they had animal sacrifices designated by God. They had multiple, uh, every morning and evening, and then once a year had a big one, right? Um, But one of the sacrificial animals was the lamb. Uh, St. Thomas Aquinas, man, oh man, on all of his distinctions, he made like 30 distinctions. I'm exaggerating, but at least 10 distinctions of like the different sacrifices that the Jewish people had and the different animals that they used and why was jesus designated as the lamb and not one of these other ones right Mm. why wasn't he the cow why wasn't he the pigeon or the you know the dove or anything else why was he specifically the lamb i read it and i got lost in the sauce people (laughs) you know i was reading it and i kind of got dazed i i didn't reread it because i was like okay i'm not preaching on that so Mm. uh but it would have been very beneficial if i did so Um, you just set us up to let us down yes i want to let you know that you know that's uh, these things are discussed in great detail, and I don't know. Maybe our listeners don't know most of it, um, but that doesn't mean they haven't been discussed and there's not answers to it. Um, so, yeah, the, uh, Jesus being called the Lamb of God uh, shows that he was the true fulfillment of all of these Old Testament sacrifices and atonement for sins, right? He was the true priest the perfect priest, the high priest who offered the perfect sacrifice, the shepherd who offered the lamb, right? Jesus Christ fulfilled that role on the cross. Mm -hmm. And so behold, the lamb of God. It wasn't that, you know, Jesus is meek, he's humble of heart, he's all these things, he's gentle as a lamb, for sure. Uh, But that's not what John the Baptist was talking about. He was talking about the sacrificial lamb who was to be slaughtered uh, in atonement for our sins. And only God can forgive sins. And so John the Baptist is saying this is God who will forgive us our sins because he will sacrifice himself for us on the cross, the altar. And that's why in the book of Revelation, wh- who St. John wrote, right? So this is St. John's Gospel. St. John also wrote the book of Revelation. Jesus is revealed as the, a slaughtered lamb on top of an altar. And it's because. He is the eternal high priest who forgave us our sins, Mm. right? And my priesthood, every other priest's priesthood, is a participation in that one priesthood of Jesus Christ. That was a lot. It seemed like a lot. Uh, I was just
1: kind of riffing on that. Sure. So, uh, hard right turn. Um, The behold the Lamb of God, right? We talked yesterday on RCIA just how scripturally based the Catholic Church is, right? We hear that at um at at one of the elevations right at the end of the consecration prayer Mm -hmm. you when you're celebrating mass or whoever the priest is elevates the eucharist and the chalice right the body and the blood is behold the lamb of god which is literally pulled out of this gospel right um and then we hear other things like um lord i am not worthy that you would enter under my you know like Mm -hmm. um and and I just think that there's just such a beauty that if you pay attention to our prayers at mass, a lot of them are just lifted right out of the scriptures. Like we didn't make up the words. Yeah.
0: Or it's like scripture lived out. So like whenever, uh, I remember reading an old commentary on, uh, on the mass. Right. And they say, whenever the priest receives communion, he puts his hands like in the prayer position, but, uh, in front of his face. And he does this because it imitates Moses coming down from the mountain after encountering God The people couldn't look him in the face because it was shining brightly after talking directly with God. And so the priest does that. It's kind of living out that scripture. So even movements within the, within the mass, it's kind of scripture being lived out. It's, it's very dense and stacked. That's why we had a four-part series on it. Sure. And even then, you know, man, I didn't talk about half of what I read or doing research on it. And I didn't even read half of what that is, you know. Sure. So uh, it's, it's incredible. It's like an endless, it's like a bottomless well, but we never, we don't drown in it. Huh? It's uh, each, each time it's completely new, life-giving. As St. Thomas Aquinas says, uh, "O oh beauty ever ancient and ever new. Mm. I love that. I love Augustine. I really do. Augustine stole in my heart many times. And that one ver- verse.
1: Your restless heart. Yeah. Your restless
0: heart, third rest in me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, beauty ever ancient, ever new. Right there. I mean, you could pray with that. Mm. You could pray with that. So that's, that's kind of how.
1: Kind of <laughs> like the lamb and the shepherd. Just so many images. Yeah.
0: And I, I kind of ended my homily saying that uh, John the Baptist saw Christ coming. And it's important that we're able to see Christ mm-hmm. coming. Like, can we see Christ in our life? So many people, they live, you know, their life and it's so fast paced. They don't stop. They don't, they don't pray. They don't notice anything. But, I mean, people, I've, I've, I've definitely met people that I would imagine, right? I can't judge another person's heart. But I would definitely imagine that are much holier than me, and uh, and they they see God everywhere. I mean, they see Jesus in everything, in everything.
1: It's incredible. Well, if we believe that God is constantly revealing Himself and seeking us out, right? Mm-hmm. Well, then it, he would be speaking in everything. Oh yeah, the good, yeah. the bad, the the mundane and ordinary. You said it. You said it better than I good. Uh, that. I usually do. I'm sorry. What (laughs) were you saying? Beyond the Homily with John Ray.
0: (laughs) Father Poirier's kind of on the back end. (laughs) It's, uh, God is constantly revealing himself and communicating himself to us. Mm. And it's us who could, you know, be blind or deaf. But God is, and so the more we can open our eyes or listen, man, life takes on a whole new meaning. Yeah, And it takes, A whole, I mean, it's, life becomes enjoyable.
1: So an encouragement to our listeners, if, uh, if you don't have somebody that you talk with daily to kind of just examine your, your day, um, as you were talking, Alicia and I haven't done this in years, but I remember years ago, my spiritual director encouraged me to, um, have a conversation each day with Alicia about where did, where did I see Jesus today? Like, you know, where do, and so we would have this dialogue, like, you know, and again, we, we fell out of habit. We have four kids. Right. But to come back to that, you know, if God is speaking and seeking and revealing himself and everything that happens throughout our day, who are you sharing that with? Right. And who's sharing that with you? Maybe it's your spouse. Maybe it's a friend, maybe whoever. Right. Um, or maybe it's your journal, but where, where each day is that not the examine, right? Where, where do we do good? Where did we fail? You know, um, I, I think that is a great takeaway from today's. Yeah. Your examine is, is essentially
0: re, like recapping your day, but just talking about your entire day with Jesus. Mm. Right? That's The examine is, I'm walking through my day, and I was like, okay, well, did I notice God in this situation? Most of the time, probably not. You know, yeah. when I woke up, did I pray? I mean, on my drive, did I, did I notice him? I mean, did I... Pray my guardian angel prayer. I mean, did I? Did I? Walking through your day with God. Yeah. Because just have parents, you know, you know this. uh, You know how your kids' day at school went. They didn't want to go and they went anyway, huh? How'd your day go? Yeah. You still want to know how your kids were at school. You want to know if they made new friends or if they didn't, you know, the the highs and the lows, the happies and the crappies. You want to (laughs) know.
1: Even though you may already know about it. Yeah. So on that note, we'll go ahead and land this plane for episode 52. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you got something out of it. Feel free to share it with your friends. Like us and follow us on your podcast listener of choice. We look forward to seeing you all this weekend at Mass. God bless. God bless.